Ladies and gentlemen, live from the venture capital of the Gloucester Road, the home of the Sheeden, the home of Craft Ale. It's live from Sydney and Eden, and here's your host of Bang Bang Podcast, the bald otter himself, Andrew Greybeard Hall. Hello, everybody. Greybeard. You mean greybeard? Is it a bit fucking greybeard? You fucking daft cunt. I'm going for the Uncle Albert. Um, yeah, you're, you're nailing the Uncle Albert look as well, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, fuck sake. Hello everybody, and welcome to episode 139 of uh, Bang Bang Podcast. Uh, and we, we are back at Sydney and Eden for another uh, another week. Um, enjoying the hospital. We haven't got the chairs and tables laid out like last time, we? Yeah, it's just, just empty room today, isn't it? Although well, there's some like tables that I could put in through. Mm. It'd, it'd, it'd be like a, a mid-90s... Mid-90s WWF fans paradise down here. We've got tables and fucking chairs everywhere that we can put people through and smack people over the head with. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. You can have next year's, next year's um, ECW reboot on down here, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I hope you all enjoyed last week's show, the, the second part of our uh, Macho Man, Randy Savage, uh, retrospective. Look back on his career. Well, he's dead. So he is. He's going to be retrospective, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's not bringing out any new stuff, is he? I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, he turns up in this week's episode and next week's episode. It does. I think it's uh, it's probably uh, next week's. Uh, yeah. Was his last is wrestling appearance? If you can call it a wrestling appearance, but well, uh, yeah, yeah, there is that. Yeah, a, a big thanks, obviously, to Louis and Beth from Sydney. Yeah, yeah. And bumped in, bumped in the I did my Christmas stank run. Yeah. Um, and, and I had a quick chat with, with Louis, he's very, uh, very happy to let us out the place. Yeah. Does he listen? I didn't ask him that, to be honest. No, no. Probably no, no, I was talking about other things. He was asking me about the wedding and, yeah. and counting up me. I got um, a nice, what was, what's that Newport Brewery again? You're talking, you're asking the wrong bloke. Oh, God, but they, they do, they do um, a stay puffed. Mm-hmm. Marshmallow Porter, and they add flavours to it. Okay. Um, and they, this year, they do the Christmas box, the sleigh puffed box, yeah. and it folds out into a game. So I bought one of those for me, okay. and another one for somebody else. Um, but they've got some great, so load of marshmallow porters, and they've got like a toasted coconut one, a um, caramelised biscoff one. Yeah a cherry liqueur one so, and, and a lot of white chocolate it's, it's some nice nice stuff and i got a load of i stayed true to bristol i bought some wiper and true some new bristol brewery yeah um and the only ones i didn't buy is a baby abaddon um because there's new brewing laws over here okay um tax jumps on what the super strength stouts are which as you're aware is my bread and butter drinking stouts of nothing under 10%. Yeah. All those days have gone. Yeah. Because the British brewers now yeah. get taxed like a stupid amount on anything that's over 8.5%. Okay. That's why um, it's the same for wines as well, isn't it? The tax ban has gone up. That's why they're starting to make sort of lower alcohol wines so right. they can keep price down. Yeah. So at the moment, 8.5% is about the tipping point. Okay. Um, there are obviously 
breweries outside of Britain that still do that. Yeah. But even though they've modified their sort of brewing Abaddon stuff, as you're well aware, if you are an old listener to this, do the 17% stouts that I like. Mm. They do now what's called a baby Abaddon, which is 8.49999%. Mm. So they're obviously playing into that. So I got one of their not an imperial stout, imperial stouts. Yeah. Um, and then I got a Brew York um, fairy tale of Brew York. Mm. Obviously, their Christmas one, which I actually have a pint of here. Two stouts on tap today: um, New Bristol Brewers um, biscotti and coffee stout, and the milk stout from Brew York. Both weighing drink? in at about five percent, so yeah. it has affected the strength of stuff mm. for government. And I just put it out there, this is your Prime Minister, people, and I'm just going to say three words. Your Prime Minister, you will be next week as well, so it doesn't (laughs) really matter. Yeah. Let them die. This is that little dwarf cunt motherfucker Rishi Sunak about us if we got COVID at the start of COVID. Let them die. This is the person who's in charge of the country at the moment so mm. we need to do everything in our power to vote out these shitheads yeah. whether you're voting for Labour whether you're voting for fucking the Lib Dems you vote for anybody but the Conservative if, if you live in the constituency where Lord fucking Buckethead is running yeah. vote Lord fucking Buckethead these people do not care about you all they care about is killing the poor and it's never been more fucking obvious I'll say it again your Prime Minister during Covid uttered the words let them die who's your is your MP uh, Labour we're all fucking Labour apart from you (laughs) out in fucking Staple Hill and Kingswood who have got a Tory fucking bunch you bunch of right wing pig fuckers he's a little or horrible little midget as well He's, uh, his wife is the, um, the Andrea Jenkins woman. And he's, uh, his um, family, uh, the ice cream makers, and they, they had links to uh, modern slavery and stuff. Yeah, organised crime, modern slavery, all that shit. Yeah, that's Phone my MP. Out. Well, if you've got anything, get that red wall back up, you fucking whippet fuckers up in the, in the north. Um, the guy upstairs asked me, what this podcast is about when he came down and let me in he's really disappointed isn't it I said said it was about porn excellent (laughs) excellent good man that's less embarrassing than talking about wrestling isn't it (laughs) (laughs) so um, yeah so we talk about all pornos in the 70s well that's good that's why nobody comes down here to to, to join in or watch Um, yeah thank you to the staff here they're always really amazing thank you to uh, Black Lakes for, uh, yeah, that's weird. Are we clear? Superman and uh, Abby Luca and uh, Pig's Bladder for the artwork as well. Always did a nice little job, nice little tidy. Uh, we used to have Jake, didn't we? Jake used to do the artwork. Yeah, what's happened to Jake? I um, I moved on. <laughs> no, 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 no. no he was, he was doing doing a fucking job. ungrateful yeah. cunt. He well, did that for us without asking. Mm. And you did just say, would you like a new logo? Yeah. What a lovely bloke Jake was. He was, yeah. So, is he still around? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been recording a lot of Christmas episodes this past... uh, 
I did two last night. I'm doing two tomorrow, two Thursday, and two Friday. I'm what's the word on the hardest working man in podcasting? Okay. okay. Um, I'm going to say three words about your Christmas specials. Yeah. Let them <laughs> die. Um, and then we start, and actually, it's not long, is it? It's, uh, we're recording this, so by the time this comes out, yeah. Um, I mean, next week it'll be the Christmas special. So I wonder, actually, I know what I'm starting with. I don't care. So just crack um, on with it. Um, really don't care. Me and Mags did one. Oh, so you look the fucking the large, it's about, it's about the large haddock. It was an hour on Jay White. <laughs> yeah, um, but this week, anything, anything you want to uh, catch up on over, over the past week? You wanna... Yeah, went to went to see um, Teenage Fan Club last Monday. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was on one of the uh, one of the shows. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Good. Yeah, yeah, really good. I was at the comedian, was it? Yeah, yeah. Nice venue. Yeah. It's a way to do it if you're an old man, just sit up on a balcony right at the front. So you've got um, somewhere to rest your your phone and your pint. Is it all seats? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I was supposed to go and see Dexter's there, but I ended up working, so I missed... Um, That was a game of two hours, apparently. Well, Dexter's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the second half was shit, because it was all new stuff. Yeah. And he played all the old stuff first, so he's a country fucker, isn't he? I know, um, when he played uh, Jackie Wilson Says... Jockey Wilson's. They had the other picture yeah. of uh, Jockey Wilson yeah, up yeah. On, the, uh, on the screen. So you're looking forward, that's, that's like, it's going to be one of the Darts World Championships. That's what we're looking forward to, isn't it? No, no I'd, I'd get really excited about that. Yeah, um, and so does Jane. She yeah, really likes the Darts yeah. as well. She's got good taste, hasn't she? In some things, obviously, but. Not uh, husbands, obviously. Other, <laughs> other things. I mean, well. She married beneath her. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll let, I'll let the listeners decide that. Um, Right, this week we're heading back to 1993, but... I think mean, you, you, what? It was my choice. It was your choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go back to Lord Rockingham again. Uh, it was your choice uh, to go back to the Survivor Series. Obviously the music in 1993 is not good. Um, so I didn't... I, I was out like, touring with the yeah. bands then. It was... Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Your act might have been good, but the general... Yeah, the, 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 well, we'd split up by that point, but I was able to make City 4 and things like that. So, yeah, generally, things were, things were good. So I've gone back to 1980 Why? for a top 10. Why? Why 1980? Yeah. Well, that was the year that uh, Mike Shaw made his uh, wrestling debut. Okay. He that, features that on the Yeah, it's a tenuous link. Now, but, um... I've diversified a bit. Instead of going through the just the top 10, because there's some good songs in the top 40, so I've picked some highlights from the top 40. I'd like to get your opinion on these songs. <laughs> oh, did you like a glutton for punishment? Right. Number 38, uh, this is 1980. Number 38, uh, Baggy Trails is where Madness. Classic, isn't it? I don't like Madness. Well, you're fucking wrong then, aren't you? Yeah, I'm sorry. I do like this next song, though. Uh, number 34 is uh, Lady by uh, Kenny Rogers. Can you see why Lady. we run into difficulties <laughs> when he likes Kenny Rogers but doesn't like Madness? It's funny because Kenny Rogers turns up in a TNA pay-per-view uh, next week as well in a six-man tag match with Scott Hall and uh, Jeff Jarrett. Um, I don't mind about Kenny Rogers. 31 is Madness again. Embarrassment. Yeah, they were obviously re-releasing a lot of their stuff. stuff again, it's almost like one for you, one for me. 27 is D-I-S-C-O by Ottawan. Is that for you? Yeah, that's for me. That's for me, yeah. Um, 19... But he never had taste, readers. You he might, never had taste. You might like this, I'm not sure. This is 19 Spano Ballet. No. To cut a long story short. It's all right. That's... 
acceptable Spandau Ballet, isn't it? Well, if there is such a thing. Well, yeah. On the uh, Spandau Ballet scale, 15 ace of spades, motorhead. That's not on the fucking Spandau Ballet scale. That's, no, no, no. That's, that's number fucking one. I was going to say, yeah, on the motorhead scale. Most scales. Yeah, yeah. Number 14 is one of my favourite songs. Yeah. Uh, same old scene by Vox Music. We haven't that. Dave, mm-hmm. by, not by that point, no. I, I, I probably, um, you know, I'm not with my 80s music, I probably prefer 80s Roxy music to 80s Roxy Fucking they were, oh, yeah, the band, please. I you. That's the reason I do this is for the uh, musical First Nations. Last week we had um, Roland Gift, I'm not sure if. Well, Barbara, come on, Number 10. Oh, um, this ties in with some of the uh, recent news in the Brit wrestling scene. Uh, more paedophiles? No, number 10 is uh, What You're Proposing by Status Quo. Who's proposed to who then? In, in no, no, have you seen it in, um, in February? In, uh, I think it's Sov, Sov Pro. months ago. That's freely available on the telly. Why would I seek out stuff that I, I that doesn't even make it onto the telly? Why would I do that? It's not happened yet, it's this February coming. Well I still won't be watching it. Well even that is the, a big celebrity signing for their show. And it's uh, Bruce Jones who plays uh, Les Barrys. Oh, I just wonder what all that bollocks is on your fucking Twitter feed. Yes, I'm still banned from Twitter. I'm trying to get back on there, but Trump's back on. The anti-Semitic fucking Kanye West is back on. Still ban me over a pineapple crumble fucking joke. Well, um, number nine, Enola Gay, OMB. I'm always conflicted Mm -hmm. by... um, Orchestral maneuvers because a lot of them songs are good, yeah. But the singer's an absolute bell end, is he? Yeah, see him on stage. I never really, or just just a cunt. And mm. he fucking managed Atomic Kitten, he did, didn't he? Yeah, and he, wrote, he was, and he, he wrote, wrote Hole again yeah. as well, yeah. So he's an obvious cunt, but Enola K is. Is a good yeah, it's a good time. I've got it on seven inch. It was um, in my big box of seven inches. When uh, Lee Trundle signed for Bristol City. Well, does Gabby fucking Swansea come? Yeah, he was going out with um, one of the women. The lead, the lead singer from <laughs> yeah. Lee Trundle was going out with the lead singer from Orchestral News in the club. <laughs> no, no, like, yeah, it's all right if you like that. Oh, sort yeah, of yeah, thing. yeah. It's, it's quite a strange time because um, he was going out with a lady from Atomic Kitten, and then Darren Byfield was going out for. I had to be going out with Jamelia. Do you know who Jamelia is? Yes. Yes. Sorry. Sounds quite strange. We didn't have um, many footballers at our club that were going out with pop stars. They didn't didn't have any. No. And Andy Llewellyn went out with Toya in the eighth. I went to school with Andy Llewellyn. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like sort of a. He um, recently got a manager's job at Melksham Town this week. Did he? Uh, he did, uh, he said a bit of uh, pleasure at Her Majesty's, uh, I mean, he said a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. People I go to school with, turns out I end up with better lives than they do. Never mind. I think he was a postman and didn't always drop off the uh, post. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not a sexual metaphor, that's... that's... No, 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 I've, I've been a postman, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, and been sacked for similar, but... Yeah. 
didn't go to jail for it. No, no. Um, number eight, Doggy Dog, Adam and the Ants. Adam and the Ants, great. Yeah, yeah. The, that era, Adam and the Ants. I said, we were listening to Adam and the Ants the other day. We, we, have, to, we have to pick ago. one of these songs to finish the show. A few years ago, yeah. me and Wiggy, my old guitarist in, in um, Zuma yeah. and Teenage Girls, we went to see Adam and the Ants at Cheltenham, where we, we that, that fucking, that prick from Homes Under the Hammer was there and I almost slapped him to fucking death. Who, um... Martin. Martin from Homes Under the Hammer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he got a fucking, he almost got a shoe-in from me. Did he? Yeah, 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 but we went to see Adam and the Ant um, in Cheltenham play um, Dirt Wears White Socks. Okay. Wow. We had two of the, two of the original ants, one of them since died. Yeah. The Was Ash- he, um... The Ashman. Was he playing the big uh, I Am, the Martin from Hunts in the Hammer? Or was he, he was a bit loud and and, and uh, just told him quietly to fuck off. Yeah. Or you'll get a slap. Yeah. And strange enough, yeah. he fucked off. Okay. Um, number seven, Special Brew, Bad Manners. Awful song. Yeah. Are you, I, they veered too much towards the comedy end of things and, and this is more of that sort of end of things like the Can Can and yeah. Special Brew like sort of novelty lyrics but they did produce some really good what was um that's Special Brew you daft oh, that's it <laughs> sorry I've done my research yeah but things like Lorraine um a, a, a great um for what it's worth lip up fat is yeah quite a decent scar song mm. um and i liked nini na 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 nunu okay that was what they their first single the, yeah the, but they they um they yeah they, he was like a celebrity in the 80s wasn't he, he was on he tv was. all the time um, yeah yeah he, he's a nice bloke don't yeah yeah to be honest he's yeah. a good bloke yeah um you still alive? Yeah, of course. He is, isn't he? He, he goes with his weight. He loses yeah. a load and then puts a bit back on. Yeah. He had a he had a. Um, Get a guest house somewhere, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. Had a guest house in Margate called Fatty Towers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was something to do with Margate. So I was thinking, did they sing Margate? That was Chaz and Dave. Margate. That was Chaz and Dave. Hey, Margate. <laughs> Drink. Um, Never Knew Love Like This Before by Stephanie Mills, number six. I didn't look that up. Horseshit. Was that Next. okay? Number five, uh, Fashion by uh, Sir David Bowie. Sir David. Uh, <laughs> Good, off of uh, Scary Monsters and Super Creeps. We're moving up the scale now. Number four is. Uh, <laughs> I could be so good for you, but I... Uh, the, the National Anthem. <laughs> by uh, Dennis Waterman. It was quite apt that um, when he died, I think I recorded a podcast that day, and it was with uh, UTC Rolf. It was like, oh, that's uh, you know, quite apt that we, uh, somebody talks about Minor all the time, and uh, we were actually recorded on that same day that he died. We did a, a touching tribute to uh, Dennis Waterman. Get you to sing the theme tune. Yeah. Um, number three, Woman in Love, Barbara Streisand. Yeah. She claims that she's, she never had a good time when she was famous. Tough shit, no. love. Your fucking choice. That was Barry Gibb, wasn't it? That was the Bee Gees, wasn't it? Woman in Love, that sort of era. Yeah, yeah. Isn't to write most songs that were... Uh... Well, they, they, they were... They were 
And they were good songwriters, people, yeah. weren't they? And, and their own stuff as well, wasn't it? So they, yeah, they, they're prolific songwriting, the Gibb brothers. Number two, Super Trooper, Abba. Super Ba, Super Ba. And number one, The Tide Is High, Bondi. Yeah, they sort of lost it by then, didn't they? The Tide Is High. It was off of Auto American. It, okay. um, there was that documentary on them. Yeah. The other day, wasn't it? It was some good. And then a really awful. Um, old Grove test of them live at the uh, Glasgow Apollo um, really did suffer from the uh, it probably sounded really good live in the, in the auditorium but back in those days they didn't really know how to mix live sound through the telly yeah it sounded fucking awful yeah a lot of those old but she was crystal clear and yeah. fucking hit every note band sounded shit but yeah. again probably because they, they'd have taken most of that preamp direct out of the back. Okay. So you won't have had, you won't have had the nice warm valve sounds and the overdriven yeah. nature of everything. So it would have literally been whatever the effect was, sort of yeah. direct, direct DI straight out of the back of the amp rather than miking up the sounds and doing it a little bit more ambiently. I know I'm talking fucking Oh, no, 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 no. But it was, it, that's, that's, it's difficult to do and you're, you're, you're better. I've, 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 I've done, I've done the room sound, yeah. um, Mega C4 played the word and Tabs, our, the sound engineer was up in the, up in the production booth mixing yeah. the sound, what you would hear on the telly. Mm. He did a really good job of that. Um, I, on the other hand, did as a monitor engineer yeah. I did the sound that you heard in the room in the, yeah. in the studio so it was their monitors plus I had another four mixes yeah. that I had to get the ambient sound right with what was going on in the, in the room um, I rocked it obviously yeah. just a reminder to everybody that this is somebody who's never edited an episode of this podcast in his fucking life but uh, as actually as edited professionally before and uh, I haven't edited and I've mixed I've like sound, like sound engineer and stuff that's so. different to editing anything okay, you don't right. edit you just okay. get you get the sound right it's nothing to do with editing okay, well, I've still not edited anything the only no. nearest I've come to edit is producing albums yeah and that's I've done a few of them but yeah. again didn't have to edit it just you used to have to re- capture the recording and then fucking mix it properly yeah I know what you mean, on those, um, you watch a lot he's, of... He's trying, basically, <laughs> to say that fucking stopping and, and starting again and, and putting this digital podcast together is something it akin is. to mixing a live band. Yeah. Where you've got one feed, two voices that are already balanced, yeah. and he just has to chop bits out. Oh, I don't need that bit, we'll get rid of that bit. Absolutely nothing like recording a band, no. mixing a band, and I'd just like to point out that's probably the worst analogy <laughs> of all analogies ever. Well, I do have to edit out a lot of stuff from these recordings, though, so... I, 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 there's nothing, there nothing to fucking edit out there, was it? No, nothing no. Nothing contentious? No, I no. didn't call any of our listeners a cunt, like you had to edit out before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree with the point you made, though, about... Um, when you watch the, the old um, live shows on like Sky Art, that sort of thing, you can like, you know, the sound isn't great on a lot of those shows. No, no, they, they got it better these days. Yeah. Because 
technologies moved on a tad. So do you want to pick a song now from that list to finish the show with, or are you going to wait to the end? Um, fashion, David Bowie. Okay, yep. It's, it'd be too obvious to go for Dennis Waterman. And We've done that before. Five, five <laughs> budget times, yeah. Yeah. So Fashion by David Bowie yeah. to play out on, because yeah. that's actually the best song in that fucking list. Yeah, that's a good choice. Right, 1993, WWF. Well, not a great time, really. They were going through. They were going through um, changes. The, yeah. the backdrop to all this was the the, the steroid trials, weren't there? Of of Vince McMahon yeah. and everybody with the the, the the awful amount of bloody steroids that were going on, and they were trying to distance themselves from that, from all of that sort of. Yeah, and he was indicted this month. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. There was a very conscious sort of um, move away from the steroid beasts of yesteryear. Although there was a couple of them in this paper. Oh, there's a couple still, still knocking around, yeah. Um, yeah. But there was a, the, it was about to change, wasn't it? The whole vibe of the WWF mm. with with people like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels coming to the fore, wasn't it? It was it was yeah. there, but it was also part of that cyclical thing. People have just got fed up with wrestling. It goes yeah. through, but goes through these sort of times all the time doesn't it but it, it sort of this is probably the worst worst time of it though wouldn't it this is the lowest point of professional wrestling since probably, we got in the probably, life, really, yeah. probably yeah yeah well there's all that going on and Hogan had gone in the summer and I pretty much with steroid stuff awful fucking match at King of the Ring with Yokozuna yeah, yeah. yeah um and Randy Savage had been on JR's radio show. You know, here in the background, but this is this is live action. We are in the cellar of a park, <laughs> and you can actually hear barrels being changed yeah. as we go along. Which is this is this is a work. This is a working farm square. I'm gonna say yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Savage, Randy Savage had been on JR's radio show. Basically, he said that Hogan had lied about taking steroids, which he had done when he'd been on the Arsenio Hall show and. Oh, so he'd never tap his ass, but as we're all aware, wrestling fans, yeah. uh, Hogan and the Truth are about as as closely linked as Tony Khan and good financial sense. Yeah, um, and one of the other big storylines around this time was the what the, what the main, pretty much the main angle going into this show was supposed to be the um, Bret Hart Jerry Lawler feud. Um, and that got sort of kiboshed going into Survivor Series because Lawler was uh, yeah up on sexual um, sexual misdemeanor charges yeah with a minor a rape of a thirteen year old yeah so yeah, he was off TV I was trying to make it nice but well that's just what I got written down there that's what he was that's what he was indicted for yeah, I mean I guess. he was cleared of all charges when she um, recounted her evidence. <coughs> um, but that's what he was indicted yeah, for. But, and then she turned up a court um, having had uh, mm. a new car bought for it. Mm. Possibly. So, um, so yeah, so they made the decision to, to take him off TV, probably quite wisely. Um, I mean, now that kind of things. I mean, you just sign for NXT, that's kind of that's one, of the, uh, one of the requirements for that kind of... Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he was off TV, so he had to kind of scrub around for that. But the one positive thing is, as we discovered when we covered WCW a couple of weeks ago from 1993, that was crap as well. 
It, so, it was wrestling. Full stop was crap. That yeah. was that was the time where Arachnaman was was mm. making his debut. Um, in between getting sued by Marvel, Disney, yeah, all sorts of people. Um, so this is from the, the Boston Garden in Massachusetts. There was fifteen and a half thousand people there. Still good live attendances yeah. for things like that, which is good. But this is the worst at this point. This pay-per-view buy rate is the worst in company company history. Yeah, but, but they all. Well, yeah, the next one they probably were. Probably. And in the next year or so, they decided yeah. to go with a pay-per-view every fucking month, which is a bit. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, we start off with with a nice uh, video of uh, Lex and his Lex family. and his alleged family. Yeah, yeah. Um, still, awesome. still in his, uh, still in his Lex Express. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're coming to the end of. Um, they've kind of given up on by the end of this one. It's kind of probably the last it's, time. Yeah, there. it was. It was pretty much the end of his push, wasn't it? Yeah. And yeah. then heading into '94, it was the Allied Powers, wasn't it? Mm. And then Davy Boy just thought, "Fuck this for a game of soldiers." Well, in the Rumble, it was that was a Rumble when they both went over at the same time and let him in Brett, and then they had the. Was there so many? He wrestled Yokozuna, and he Ten. lost, and then. Ten. Yeah. But after nine, yeah, it was ten. Yeah, strangely enough. Um, and then it was Brett and Owen, and then Brett and Yokozuna. And, uh, Main event, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, that's covered. That's covered. That's covered. That's covered. That's covered. All you got to do is say ladder match, and that's all. Yeah, all, all covered. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Um, and we got a fairly unenthusiastic uh, rendition of the Stars Angle Ballet. The guys just thought, I don't even know what it was. You wouldn't even announce or introduce the guy. No, no, no. It might, it might well have been a fucking ring announcer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he just started off been. talking. He basically just talking the first few lines and then just uh, got going. Um, but we're off on this, Vince and Bobby Heenan. This is Bobby Heenan's last WWF pay-per-view appearance. No, right. He's gone after this. Um, I do like the old classic Survivor Series music. Yes, it is, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they were trying to push the, the WWF radio at this point. So they made a big thing. They had JR and Gorilla started off doing the radio yeah, coverage yeah. at the same time. Um, why would you? I'm not sure about watching, listening to radio, wrestling on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like watching, but I think people listen to boxing on the radio, don't they? Well, that's good. You, you can, you can at least. That's different, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose. Darts, people listen to darts on the radio as well. Yeah, that's fucked. It's <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, yeah. Snooker. No, none, none of these things should be on. No, I used to have the, the snooker on the radio the, uh, game. Endorsed by uh, David Travis. The lover. Questionable chap ticked off. Um, yeah. First part match. Of, of, part of Operation U Tree. Yeah. Harry <laughs> Cornflake. Um, first match is a traditional Survivor Series match, as most of these matches are. Well, all of them are, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. the Smoky Mountain Tactics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Championship. So, uh, IRS, Diesel, Rick Martel and Adam Bomb versus a one to three quid. Quid? One to three quid. quid. Marty Gilletti, Razor Rowan, and it was supposed to be Mr. Perfect. It was, but he'd had some sort of um, altercation mm. with, he came back. Yeah. But he had some sort of altercation and they did, they did a little bit of a poorly, dangerously slagging off Sabu with um, Razor Ramon slagging off Perfecto. Yeah. yeah. 
um, coming out. Just, just as a, just as a, a, before all this, the dark match before the pay per view started oh, yeah. was the was the, the the ratings winner Billy Gunn versus the Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah, I didn't want that because Bart Gunn turns up later on doing just some random, but um. But this was actually, it was quite a long match as it was well. It 28 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it was actually a really well-paced, good, thought-out yeah. sort of match, which is good. It sort of furthered some, furthered some uh, feuds. Mm. This pay-per-view was, was, it didn't really end any feuds, did it? It sort of started one, we'll get into that later on. It carried on a couple, yeah. but it didn't resolve any this, this, this time really, did it? So... It was, no, it was we, my whole rationale for why the Survivor Series was good because it could start new feuds. It's a perfect place to start new feuds. This one didn't. It just carried on a few. Yeah. We had, we had a few sort of matches which were like neither here nor there, wasn't it? This one yeah. was pretty good, to be fair enough. Um, it was, yeah, it was a... Well, it's, um, if you go back to Survivor Series 92, Perfect was brought in in short notice because of Warrior getting Yeah, Warrior getting kicked out. And then and a year later, it's a, he's got kicked out and Savage is brought back. Yeah, yeah. So, um, But they'd already started off the Savage Crush feud, so they must have had plans for Savage to be back wrestling fairly. And this, this also was notable for yeah. really pretty much being the whole Adam Bomb push. Yeah, yeah, he, he stuck around, didn't he? He stuck around in this match a little bit um, after that. But by by the next year of WrestleMania ten, he lasted one minute thirteen with yeah. earthquake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but this really was, and I didn't. I don't. It must have been backstage attitude. Um, I know he wasn't a brilliant wrestler anyway because he was shite in chronic, couldn't he? Mm. But. His performance there, the character that he played, yeah. and the performance he put in for the time, look, he looked good. I, I remember as a kid, it was it was an interesting. Yeah, I quite liked Adam Bob as a character back then. Yeah, um, fitted in with everything, but he obviously had a shitty backstage attitude because with that, yeah, actually. He, he did the big man stuff all right. Yeah. And, and he had quite a prominent role in the match. Um, yeah. Transition and things like that. So, yeah, I, I, it, but that pretty much was his whole push. It was downhill yeah. from there, wasn't it? So I'm not really sure about that character as a, as a main event wrestler. I mean, it, wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have ever been a main event wrestler. No. But they could have pushed him sort of up a mid-card and maybe had him yeah. feuding for the Intercontinental Championship for a bit against people like Razor Ramon. He would have been a good natural heel um, counterpoint because Razor was a, a face at this point, so yeah, maybe there are plans for it, but it, well, for whatever reason, it didn't pan out for him. Um, and amazingly enough, yeah, he was into his push then. Diesel, he'd, he'd stop being, he'd stop being the bodyguard for, he'd stop being the bodyguard for Shawn Michaels. So he was into his push, yeah. And strangely enough, Diesel was the first man out. So I can only yeah. think he might have been carrying an injury or something. That does seem um, weird, because... Because, yeah, Savage eliminated by pinfall in just about 10 minutes, isn't it? Yeah, because on one of those Christmas shows, I don't want to bring them up again, but um, 
we... It's a, it's a shameless whore for <laughs> fucking self-promotion. <clears throat> we covered a match from just after this, which is one 2 3 kid against um, Shawn Michaels yeah. on Raw. And Diesel gets involved in that. So obviously, them, they haven't cut ties <clears throat> completely. But he, um, in the middle of his own push, he had his own music by yeah, that point. Yeah, Fucking, yeah. Well, not music, but he had the, his, his, the, the lorry yeah. stuff. Yeah. He had that at that point. Yeah. So they'd moved on from that. Yeah. I, um, I, was, uh, I couldn't remember Rick Martel around in this period. And he's... Um, he, he, he was... Because he was... I think Razor Roman was in his first reign as, as Intercontinental Champion. And he'd... He got that in a tournament final um, yeah. by beating Rick Martel. So Rick Martel was still there as a solid upper mid carder, yeah. um, who was there as a gatekeeper. You beat Rick Martel when you're on on the way because he, he was a good a good character, good heel, yeah. um, and a good wrestler. Yeah. So he, he could make it. He was he was somebody that they could rely on to, to pull out a good match with most people. Yeah. Um, former world heavyweight champion in the AWA, but. Mm. Yeah. Well, apparently um, he was he was near the end of his of his WWF. Yeah, run. yeah, he was. He, he did spend a little bit of time in um, WCW around yeah. that time after that as well. But well, according to his Wikipedia page, Rick Martel, he he was negotiating uh, a deal in '97 to come back in uh, with Don Callis as a tag team called the Supermodels. But they, um, they couldn't agree money, so he went to WCW, and then Don Callis came in as the jackal, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. So, but that sounded shit. Ninety-seven. That didn't sound a good killing. No, it didn't did really. It? No. But anyway, six minutes later, Randy Savage himself was yeah. out via Urban R. Shyster, distracted from from uh, the match by Crush, who turned from Kona Crush into. Um, Weird semi-demolition type face yeah. paint crush, um, all ready for their feud to go places. The start of that, so he was distracted by, yeah. as Randy Savage would be every fucking time somebody mm. came that he didn't like to the ring, he'd be distracted and want to run out. He'd never leap over the top rope, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, just nonsense, really. But he was distracted, and Irwin Arshaister ever the opportunist, opportunist, um, rolled him up for the pin. Yeah. Uh, and in a couple of minutes later, Razor Ramon did the same to her in our shyster. It's um, different different rules in the Survivor Series. It, it just carry on. You get uh, pinned by just random moves, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then before he left the ringside, he smacked Razor Ramon over the head with his, uh, with his briefcase, metal briefcase, and, and Razor got counted out, which I can remember at the time thinking, Hey. Yeah. You were expecting him to be the la- the last ones, the, the, maybe the the winner. Um, in between all this, Adam Bomb put in a reasonable um, reasonable performance against everybody. He did all right against um, both Randy Savage uh, and Razor Ramon. Yeah. Um, did some good big guy versus little guy stuff with One Two Three Kid. Mm-hmm. So we left the last, the last two on each team. The last two on each team. <coughs> Rick Martel and Adam Bomb yeah. uh, versus one, two, three, Kid and Mike Janetti. Mm. Um, you'd have thought lights out for those two, but no. No. 
Well, they won the tag titles, didn't they? I'm not sure. I think it was after this. After this, this yeah. was what prompted yeah. them to be put together as a tag team. They had a very short run as tag yeah. team champions, but yeah, Rick Martel was next um, by one, two, three, kid, uh, and after some good double teaming to win the match, um, Martin Ginetti pinned Adam Bomb for the win. Yeah. Uh, in, a, in a reasonable match, I, 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 it didn't seem to drag that much. It no, because it was 28 minutes. It was it was a good story to be told. It furthered. Um, it, I think on the back of that, that led to IRS having a couple of goes at the uh, Intercontinental mm. Championship. Um, it, Rick Martel did fuck all else, and simply yeah. added bombs. Strangely enough, um, but it elevated. One, two, three, kid, and Marty Gennetti into a run at the tag team titles, which, which they did have a. Yeah. I think also he, he had a short term with um, Spark Plug Bog 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 Holly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, as as a run with the tag team titles as well. So yeah. yeah. Um, Todd Pettengill then's backstage with Shawn Michaels. Toad Petty Poop. Yeah. As as Johnny Polo called him. So he'd been. Uh, He'd been suspended for drugs earlier on this year and stripped of the Incontinental title. Yeah. Um, but obviously they're in a bit of a tight spot because of Lawler's misdemeanours. They had to bring him back. So they rushed him back. Uh, and obviously at Survivor Series 92, he wrestled Brett for the world title. Yeah. Um, and there's a bit of chat about that match. Uh, and then we go to uh, Ray Coombs, who's backstage with the heart. Just, just some of the worst A interviewing B worst interviewees <laughs> and then the rest he was an absolute cunt for the rest of the fucking match Ray what a prick he killed himself Ray Coombs as we'll get to in a minute um, but so Keith and Bruce Keith and Bruce Hart yeah and Bruce yeah so Ray Coombs was a fan was, the, was a fan he was the Presenter of Family Feud. Uh, Family Fortunes. Family Fortunes. He was America's version of um, Les Dennis. Who's your favourite Family Fortunes host? Can you think back to the... Uh, I, d- I, don't, I don't really care. I didn't watch it. Bob Monkhouse was the first. He's got to be the best then. Ma- I had a soft Monkhouse. spot for Max Bygraves. He was the second one. Was he? <laughs> he I, was, yeah. I didn't watch it. That 93, yeah. 92, 19, you know, all f- those years... You were watching Family Fortunes. I was not. I was out... Pouring and taking drugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was out watching Family Fortunes. Yeah, you were you were fucking there. Masturbating to <laughs> failing to masturbate <laughs> while stroking a fucking carrot dildo. Oh, no, um, in the eighties, I was watching Family Fortunes when it was Max Bygraves. I wasn't doing any of that shit. Well, Max Bygraves was a a one of total yeah that's what I was looking for the Max Spider goes to first stage there you go that's one for the over for people who are 65 and over there for the (laughs) a little impersonation for them (laughs) um uh, Ray Coombs, yeah, no, he uh, he hung himself in 1996 which is probably um, watched this back not great no, I mean um he introduces the, the Hart family members at ringside as well uh, and yeah, it goes on for a long time. And uh, it, it, it was silence, apart from Vince. Vince is going, ah! He, he's fucking awful, fake lad. Yeah, yeah. But they're not the most dynamic of interviews anyway. No. Brett and 
Owen Hart. No. They're not good on the mic. No. And then they made the mistake of getting Bruce <laughs> and, and they even left Bruce out. Bruce must be so fucking awful on the mic. They let him just say, yeah, at the end. Well, you know, um, apparently Vince, when Vince had this uh, original thought of doing a storyline with the family and somebody challenging Brett and turning against Brett, Vince wanted uh, it to be Bruce. Yeah, because he didn't like Bruce. <laughs> yeah, okay. um, but then when they were trying to do um, contracts and things like that, yeah. uh, Bruce thought he was in a strong position to, to negotiate a stupid contract. Yeah. When clearly he wasn't. No, no. So he didn't get it, and then they, they made sure he didn't talk on TV. Yeah. I'm going for a piss. He's going to the toilet. He's going to the toilet. It's not very often that I get left alone to talk on the podcast. It's not really me asking to go to the toilet. Um, but yeah, uh, this is not, not a great build-up. You can hear him talking in the bathroom. Vince found it very amusing. So yeah, Ray presented Family Feud, Family Fortunes. Um, Bob Monkhouse, Max Bargraves, Les Dennis, Andy Collins. I know who Andy Collins is. Vernon Kay and currently Gino DeCampo presents Family Fortunes. Um, if anyone still watches Family Fortunes. Uh, so Shawn Michaels comes out with his knights um, who are all wearing masks. So we don't know who they are. Uh, Keith, Bruce, Owen, Brett. Bruce is 73 now and Keith is 72. I don't know why I've written that down. It's not very interesting. Um, and we'll get, when Steve goes back, we'll, we'll go through the nights. But Ray Coombs is on commentary. Bruce is a history teacher uh, and Keith is a fireman. At no, the time, they were, they probably retired because no, they're in the 70s. No, I go to the toilet, there's no, just because they can't see you, there's no point in you fucking getting your cock out and starting to masturbate now, is No, it? no. Put it, put it away. Um, can you remember who the knights were? Sure, my yeah. knights? There was, um, the blue knight was Greg the Hammer Valentine, the red knight yeah. was, um, I think it was Barry Horowitz. Yeah. Um, uh, the other one was, um, Gaylord. Jeff Gaylord. Jeff yeah. Gaylord, the Missouri Tiger Shark. He's a big fellow, isn't he? Yeah, he was in USWA. Um, he wouldn't have gotten very well at my school in the eighties. Called what, Jeff Gaylord. What? But also, he wouldn't have gotten well at your school <laughs> living <laughs> living in Missouri in America, would he? No, I don't feel the big muscly wrestler. I don't no. think the uh, I don't think the bus links were that good <laughs> no. between Missouri and Staple Hill. And Not Bristol. really. No. Do you know who the uh, Red Knight was supposed to be? I know it, in the end it was fucking Barry Horowitz, yeah. but who, who was it supposed to be? Terry Funk. Ah, right. Yeah. Well, um, he, his horse had died. Possibly, yeah. yeah, yeah. Heenan finds the fact that Keith is a fireman, is, he, Heenan finds it hilarious, which I mean... That's yeah. what Owen wanted to do, he? he wanted to give it all up, didn't he? he, was, yeah. he was, and, and not far before he was, before he died in the ring, where he was thinking of still leaving it to become a fireman, he'd made his money He'd made his money there. He didn't want to be away from his family. Yeah. So... This match is over... It's just over half an hour, this match. Yeah, it wasn't very good, though. Was it? <laughs> it was just... Well, Owen pins Jeff Gaylord and Ray Coombs thinks that's it. That's the end of the match. Yeah, well... Well, um... But you could... It, it, it didn't really do anything. They, they, it, was, it, was, it was dull. Um, you well, can really skip to the end. The only oh, yeah, thing, yeah. No. 
was was really the starting of yeah. the uh, Owen Hart heel turn. Yeah. That was the only the only notable thing for it, really. Yeah. Yeah, he's the only one that gets eliminated out of the uh, yeah, yeah, the Hart family. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was a dull match. Very, very dull match. Yeah. Um, Michaels eventually walks out and the family wins by carrying out Owen and returns to celebrate. But as a good Brett, and he gets some booze thrown from the crowd. Yeah, yeah. And Helen looks upset and Stu looks like he always looks, which is and, sedated and, slash constipated. And, and the, the best thing of the match is obviously bloody Bobby Heenan taking the piss out of yeah. Stu and Helen Hart. Yeah. Um, Todd tries to get a word with Owen, but he's not having it. And this is this is like this is the beginning. But yeah, originally uh, Brett uh, Vince wanted it to be Brett versus Bruce. So. Um, and we switch over commentators there, they switch. Yeah, they switch. From Gorilla and Bobby on the, on the, Gorilla and JR are on the, but there's a reason that JR is coming on the commentary now. Because, um, because. Well, we'll get to it in a minute, we'll get to it in a minute. But we look at the main event and they show us that how Tatanka's winning streak, which went on for fucking way, ages. Way too fucking long. Was ended by Ludwig Borger with one, <laughs> with one finger. With a bit of help from Yokozuna, and Yokozuna beat him up some more. So he got taken out of the match. Uh, uh, but they found a replacement for Yokozuna. It's the Undertaker with an American flag sewn into the back of his uh, yeah, yeah. his jacket. But there was a lot of there was a lot of replacements. Yeah, this, yeah. This thing. Um, Carl Ouellette. Yeah. PCO um, was was taken out, and he he was replaced. Yeah. By Crush. Well, Undertaker's coming off his giant Gonzalez feud, which went on which for most of the night. Everybody, didn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. And Pico's out, so um, Pico, PCO, Pico's uh, something to do with research. I was doing it at uni, yeah. uh, <laughs> and uh, his replacement's going to be Crush. Yeah. So, so we 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 know already who's going to be out in in that match. Yeah. But um, they came out. Um, JR was was called out because the next match. Yeah, well, we get the the, the promo from the the foreign fanatics, yeah. which is sort of led by Cornet, and that finishes. Because you can say what you like about yeah. him, but he's ahead of a fucking talk yeah. on the mic. He's on that, and then that finishes. Then he's coming out to the ring with uh, with the heavenly bodies. The heavenly bodies. The uh, the gigolo Jimmy Del Rey. <laughs> and the Doctor of Desire, Tom Pritchard, who, for all intents and purposes, are a modern-day Midnight Express. Yeah. Um, the link to that was the original, before Jimmy Del Rey became um, a member of the team, the original Heavenly Body with Tom Pritchard was former Midnight Express Stan Lane. Yeah. Um, so there was the link there between them and they were a modern day and they did have a great feud in Smoky Mountain Wrestling mm. with the Rock and Roll Express so for all intents and purposes until the NWA of Bodacious Bart and Bombastic Bob Holly the new Midnight Express <laughs> yeah. which was filed under not brilliant ideas um, this was to all intents and purposes the Midnight Express versus the Rock and Roll Express mm. um, feud what is they still? looked old, but even then, didn't oh, they? Yeah. They're still fucking going now, fucking 30 years later. And they started to look old then. Mm. This match, so Super Bowl three earlier on in the year in WCW, this match took place with Stan Lane instead of 
Jimmy Del Rey. So, yeah. um, and JR is our basically just to give us a history lesson of the, the yeah, two yeah. teams and kind of just... But it was a great match. It was a good, really, oh, it was really good, good match. It was the best match on the card. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The crowd didn't give a fuck, Clay. But they were, to, to be honest... They're waiting for the next match, all, Craig. All that... Yeah. ...would have gone down well in Southern America, in Memphis. Yeah, in, yeah. In mid, mid-Atlantic. Yeah. Uh, Mid-South. All around that sort of area it was right up in the top fucking northern club with two teams of fucking southerners yeah with a very southern based wrestling ethic yeah um in boston yeah uh, they didn't give two fucks no no no, no. they like probably this. didn't really know who either team no. were part, part of the fact that fucking rock and roll express were one of the most innovative yeah. tag teams in nwa and four times World heavyweight champ were tag team champions, yeah. but they didn't give a fuck. But no. the, the match itself was really good, won by the Heavenly Bodies, yeah. who took the Smoky Mountain tag team titles back to Ohio uh, Smoky Mountain. Jimmy Del Rey, it's fucking it like for his build and his size, it's, it's, some of the moves he's doing, remember? Yeah, it's great. Wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cornette was his best. Died of a heart attack driving a truck. After he left wrestling, he became a truck driver, Mm. Jimmy Richland, um, and died at the wheel, much Mm. like Randy Savage. Mm. Um, Robert Gibson thinks the match is over as Ricky Morton's thrown over the top rope because that's the rules in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. But yeah, um, and Delray gets off the top rope with a racket, and uh, we got new Smoky Mountain Wrestling champions. Um, we, we go back to an episode of Superstars then when uh, Doink is winding up Bam Bam Bigelow so this next match is going to be all, all the Doinks against uh, Bam Bam and Esteem but we don't we get to that in a set the, the, the little promo they did before which is the Head Shrinkers and Bastion Booger eating a lot of meat because the Head Shrinkers are savages because they're from uh, you know from somewhere else in the world apart from America. Yeah. And Bastian Booga is just a big fat bloke that likes to eat a lot. Uh, and poor old Bam Bam stuck in this bollocks. He cuts a promo. Um, and to yeah, Bobby and Vince back. J-Ob is obviously just brought out to commentate on the WCW and WA match pretty much, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So it's Bam Bam, Bastian Booga and the head shrinkers out first with lots of meat and lots of kids looking scared. I, I, I love Bastion Booger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Horrible um, slob. And then we get uh, the Doink music come on. Oh, it's it's going to be Doink, is it? But no, it turns into the, the Bushwhacker music. Bushwhackers and men on a mission coming out dressed as fucking the Doinks. So let's, let's move straight on, really. None of the Doinks fucking were eliminated. All of the other team were eliminated. It was a yeah. fucking load of rubbish. But um, Matt Bourne got fired about like a week before this. So Doink, in the end, turned out to be Steve Kern. Skinner. Yeah. yeah. But apparently it was for um, smoking drugs with Luna and Bam Bam. Grassed him up, basically, and he got fired. So... I mean, to be fair, Matt Bourne, when his first offence, was it? No, he's, he... No. In uh, other 
I was going to say, yeah. He was known as Maniac Matt Bourne, and he, yeah. he didn't last very long there a lot of the time. Uh, the best moment, there was one who went back. back. He went back after, he was Big Josh. Yeah. He came, came after. Oh, what a dancing bear. Big Josh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, so I think that's pretty much it for, for Matt Bourne in wrestling after that. Moment. Yeah. Oh, the, be- the one good moment in this match was uh, uh, Mo was on a unicycle. Bam Bam drop kicked him off the off the fucking unicycle, which was a, that was a highlight of the match. But uh, yeah, poor old Bam Bam. Yeah, yeah, stuck in this. I think they they made some um, drug references to uh, Luna. Probably. Um, in Doink's bit afterwards, didn't he? This is probably one of the worst matches we've ever covered on the ever ever. I mean, there's been some shit, but this is yeah, this is this is up there. Uh, this is the cartoons as Vince on commentary. Well, yeah, it's a fucking. You booked it, you cunt. So yeah. Uh, and Doink comes back on at the end to taunt Bam Bam, right? Um, the world champ and his team and the entourage cut a promo, which Cornette does the fucking promo work. Um, just crush Ludwig Borger, Yokozuna, and Jacques Rougeau with Jim Cornette, Johnny Polo. And uh, Mr. Fuji. And this little boy, he's dead. He was a Nazi. Right wing, he had to cover up. He had basically yeah. an SS tattoo on his, on his yeah. calf and he yeah. had to cover that up with yeah. long, long boots. Um, Jack Rougeau at this point comes out to the. Uh, they've also been given the, the lawsuit, whatever it was, by the Mainters. So they checked the music, they changed to. Uh, we're not the mountains. We're not the mountains. <laughs> yeah. uh, they, 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 they were, they were going to be the mountains, but they, they had to be called really quickly the Quebecers. Mm. And Crush comes out to a bit of Yokozuna's music and then silence. Um, and then Yokozuna comes out. With, uh, I think people forget, but I'm not sure people forget, but like, he was immense, Yokozuna, wasn't he? Oh, he's a huge, huge And factor. a fucking athlete as well, like the speed he could move at when he was, at this point, obviously in later years, he got... He couldn't, he could hardly move at all, move. but yeah, he was, it was um, Coquina, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, but Crush came out from injury and beat up Randy, as we covered on various podcasts. And Borg is getting a big push. Big push, yeah. Um, why did he leave? He left not long after, didn't he? Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe they found out that he was a fucking... Well, they were aware he was a Nazi, wouldn't they? I suppose, yeah. Um, he ended up committing suicide, didn't he? Did he? himself. Um, he was voted in as a right-wing candidate yeah. to the Finnish parliament um, and ended up calling the female president of Finland a lesbian Yeah. Um, during an interview. Um, and he didn't see anything wrong with that, which is probably... Not correct, is it? No. Um, Unless she was a lesbian. No, she wasn't even a lesbian. Okay. And it wouldn't have mattered if she was. No, no, no. But if she decided not to fucking say anything about that... And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you shut the fuck up about it, don't you, really? Yeah, yeah. Nothing to do with you. No. Um, Undertaker out, and the Steiners, and, uh, and Lex. Good old Lex. Poor old Lex at this point. Um, but the big feud that comes out of this match isn't really Lex, is it? So the, 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 the start of the match is Undertaker and... Well, they, they sort of eye each other up, Undertaker and Yoko, and I think they've been kept 
apart, they're not really, because Undertaker will be doing all this shit with Giant Gonzalez and Yoko and well, Freedom and To the, the next pay-per-view, strange yeah. enough, it was the casket match yeah. at the Royal Rumble, wasn't it? Where yeah. the, the Undertaker died and ascended to heaven, wasn't yeah. it? So yeah. <laughs> yeah. It took fucking 12 people to get him into the casket. Yeah. Um, so Steiner's the first one eliminated. I think Rick, they 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 allowed Rick Steiner to do a couple of moves. Did a Steiner line. Um, I get the impression because he went to the top room a few times. I reckon they, either Borger forgot the spot or because he kept going back up to the top rope and then eventually Borger caught him. In, it, it was a mess anyway. And, yeah, it was. And they're like, oh, he's injured. But I, th- I think he did actually hear his knee. Yeah, um, possibly. But he was already eliminated by Ludwig Borger at that point. Yeah. Um, then Crush sort of eliminated by count out because he got into strange enough Randy Savage came back yeah, and a couple of times the same, yeah. the same to him yeah a couple of times yeah so that was that um, some good childish um, heel stuff from Jacques Rougeau including him thumb, giving the thumb yeah yeah, uh, yeah. To, to people when he tagged them out um, got pinned by Lex Luger um, Scott Steiner got done by Yokozuna. Yeah. The there, was, only... there was talk that Steiner was gonna when he brought the Steiners in, wasn't there? There was. Did they do the next Rumble where it was them to to start the Rumble? Or because I know there was there was talk at the time of when he brought him in that they were looking at it's because around about at the same time they brought in. Dustin Rhodes a bit later and they were talking about maybe giving Scott Steiner maybe letting him win the Royal Rumble as a singles wrestler but he didn't want to do it that was muted at the time because they were so high on Scott Steiner he, he, was, he was great back then yeah. wasn't he but he didn't want to didn't want to become a singles wrestler no that's, that's fair I think he might have actually they might have refused to do the spot on the Rumble where they were winning two because he didn't want to didn't want to fight his brother that's fair enough so, isn't it um, double count out Undertaker Yokozuna thereby starting that's probably the only feud that was started yeah. this this Royal Rumble uh, this, this Survivor Series was, was this one um, setting up their truly abysmal casket match at the Royal Rumble the following year yeah um, and then it was left with the might of America yeah versus the Nazi heel from Finland yeah um, which obviously the only there's only fucking one winner. You always go out and the uh, Survivor Series always goes out on a fucking high note, doesn't it? Hmm. Um, Lex Luger, in, yeah. In, in ten, pretty much the end of his push. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Because that WrestleMania, oh yeah, WrestleMania was the he got his rematch in the WrestleMania. Yeah. With but you kind of knew he wasn't gonna win that because the way he was set out, having the the two matches and then the the main event so he was kind of new it wasn't going to be Lex and Brett in the in the main event was it no no because um, Owen won didn't he Owen won the match at Wrestlemania he did yeah with a with a victory roll yeah yeah um, which really did shock a lot of people because yeah. it was like and then he pulled it back that was quite good booking because he got the surprise victory over his brother. Yeah. His brother becomes um, world champion. Yeah. And there's built-in feud for the world championship. But yeah, and he comes it? out at the end and he like looking whatever it is in the ring, celebrating. 
Let's get stuff on them. We should cover that WrestleMania. Maybe. No. <laughs> we already did about 10 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Lex, Lex is up, yeah, and then he, he gets the uh, gets the pin with his dodgy metal forearm. Yeah, uh, the, the, the only person who went on and on and on about that is, is Jim Cornette. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he celebrates in the ring and it's, it's snowing for some reason. I thought it was confetti, but no, it was snow. And then out comes uh, Father Christmas at the end to celebrate with Lex in uh, late November. Yeah, and I thought it was a gimmick. I thought, it'd be, I thought it might be somebody coming out to uh, but attack him. But you, you need to take into your tiny pea-like massive domed forehead yeah. that Thanksgiving yeah. is the American start of the run-up to Christmas. Yeah, it's yeah. all interlinked. And yeah. I, I, don't, I don't remember Santa Claus turning up at many other Survivor Series. Yeah. It generally starts to turn up around that time on WWE. Um, Apart from the time it was Santa Claus, it was Claus Mahoney. Yeah, okay. I'll take you so, yeah, it. Yeah, it's okay. not the first right. time that that's happened. Okay, well. But at least we didn't get the gobbledygooker, so no. you're all right. But I was, whenever Santa Claus only comes out, it's either somebody in a suit or it's. But no, it's just because that, that, that fucking the gobbledygooker, when that came up, was yeah. the same time as The Undertaker yeah. was going to be. Um, and at the time, yeah. he was like, oh my God, I'm going to be gonna egg, be in the egg. Man, aren't I? I'm yeah. coming out of the egg, aren't I? Oh God, but no. Right, the, the uh, Dave Meltzer ratings. Uh, don't give an absolute fuck. The first match, Team Razor versus Team IRS. Don't care. Do you have a guess? No. Two and three quarter stars. Yeah, okay, don't care. The Hearts against the Knights. Couldn't give a fuck. One and a half. Yeah. Um... What do you think the match of the night was? Uh, the fucking Smoky Mountain. Yeah, and I got three and a quarter yeah. stars, yeah. But yeah. He, I, he's the most irrelevant fucking cunt in wrestling. Yeah. Who, why does anybody care what that fucking prick says? That's just interesting. It's not interesting. Don't give it fucking credence. Um, the Doinks versus uh, Don't Bam care. Bam got a dud. Don't care. And then the last match got... Don't care. Two and a half. Maybe the listeners might be interested. I don't, if they've got any sense, they don't two care. Two and a half stars. I know for a fact fucking everybody up north won't give a fuck. Who the fuck's fucking Dave Meltzer think he fucking is? He's having no fucking truck with that cunt. I'm fucking keeping him well away from our fucking pets, especially my fucking budget. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that was the... The tag match was the best match. We said that anyway, didn't we? So, yeah. Anything else to add on that pay-per-view? No, it was... You picked it, so... I know I picked it, because I'm a cunt. Yeah. Um, it showed off the WWE in its full effect for what it was at the time, a yeah. company struggling. And it planted the seeds for stuff. It, it, it didn't really plant the seed for anything apart from The Undertaker and Yokozuna and the start of Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. Yeah. It kept a couple of things going long enough to get to limp towards WrestleMania. The Randy yeah. Savage crush feud limped on, didn't it? Yeah. Um, it didn't do anything else for anybody else. And by, by the time WrestleMania the following year came about, Lovett Borger gone. Fucking, um, the Quebecers had gone, Steiners had gone, 
Lex Luger had gone. Yeah. No, no, he hadn't gone. He was not no, long he, after. Yeah, yeah. He lasted a bit longer. Yeah. Did, did. But most of that, like, well, the like next summer, had gone. gone. Adam Bomb was literally his last match at, at WrestleMania 10. Yeah. Most of that card had gone. Yeah. By that point. So it was. Yeah, it, it didn't really do anything. No. Yeah. Strangely enough, it gave. Um, it gave the Heavenly Bodies a little bit of a run. Um, yeah. Because, especially, they had a great match against the Steiners uh-huh. um, the following year. Um, and people liked the, the tag team. Steiners said they loved wrestling, yeah. the Heavenly Bodies. Um, those people they could bump, they said it was people that they could bump around and yeah. do their stuff. Yeah. That knew how to take a bump, yeah, and knew how to knew how to respond. It was like wrestling back in the NWA, mm. um, because they they really didn't suit the style of wrestling. No, tag team wise, um, in the WWF, it, it was it, they've always been traditionally tag teams in the big guys, haven't they? Pretty much, yeah. But a lot of people found that, didn't they? Even when the, the like the Brainbusters moved over, they were. I can remember them saying they had a match with, or they were on a card with Demolition. You've been there for years. I'm saying you knew Barry Darso from NWA, whatever. And, yeah. and in their matches, they were giving the opponents a little bit. And Barry Darso was like, "You don't, you don't do that. You're like unless you're, you know, if it's a squash match, it's a squash match. You don't give them." Anything. They'll give them anything, but from where they were, they come from, it used yeah, to. Yeah, it was it was it was, yeah. was Ric Flair giving everybody yeah. a fucking yeah. competitive match. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's that then. It is. It is that. We're going to finish with uh, fashion by David Bowie. In a Crack and track. Probably the high point of this episode. Really was. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. But next week we're off to 2004 to talk about some of the early days of. TNA and Randy Savage is on that as well. Yeah, yeah. And um, the that was the days before it was on. They were pay per views at that yeah, point, wasn't it? it yeah, was, it yeah. was their their weekly pay per view. Yeah, well, this is one of their first. Well, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, yeah. In about ten minutes. Um, but thanks again for uh, supporting the show, putting up with the uh, bollocks we come out with every every week. Um, well, bollocks that Andy comes out with every week. I I actually. I'm the one that spends my time researching yeah, and yeah. Um, preparing properly for the show. Yeah. Um, by whapping up the uh, Wikipedia yeah. page. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I have to put up with all of. Um, I'm sorry um, I let you all down by not bringing up another top ten of people who died of heart attacks. Yeah. Um, pretty much a one-off. That's a shame. Um, I'll find another top ten of things to that. The, we can do. Yeah. I'll, I'll counteract your inane bollocks with your top tens and things like that. Yeah. With yeah. a proper top ten. I think people need to tune in for, for music chat and the. They should. They don't fucking. Uh, after today, they're not ever going to tune in for the fucking wrestling again, are they? No. <laughs> the next week we're changing all that. Um, right. That's it. And fuck off. And uh, we'll see you next week. Cheers. It's rubbing off all that swearing. Take it's, care. It's finally rubbed off onto Andy. Press Can the stop button. Bye bye. Cheers. Bye.
Yeah.